Hello and welcome to Hit the Target podcast powered by Hollywood Bets. The 2022 FIFA World Cup is just around the corner and excitement levels around the globe are at an all-time high. I'm Chad Nagel, editor of Soccer Betting News as well as your host for today and joining me in the studio is Joshua Gaylord who's also an editor at SPN and we have Desh Patab who represents Hollywood Bets. Gentlemen, welcome. How's it, how's it? Thanks for having me. How's it to all the listeners? Nice to be uh, in the studio with everyone. Um, chatting about the FIFA World Cup. Yo, it's, uh, when isn't it a big one? And every single four years, it just gets even bigger. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this tournament. As, as is always the case, whenever there's a World Cup, we get to see the greatest teams, uh, the greatest players, and just an opportunity for the up-and-coming talents as well. Yeah, I mean... Uh, in 2010, we yeah. all got to experience it. Um, whether you got to go to a game or not, that you could feel the anticipation. It was tangible in the air wherever you went, whether it was the mall, whether you were traveling in public transports. I mean, we even, I, I used a train for the first time in South Africa, going to one of the games. Like everything was different in the country. All the people were excited and to witness such a big thing. I mean, we know how much it means for the people maybe in Qatar. They're excited. It, yeah. it, it just, it, it's intangible unless you are there. Yeah. I know for me, that was probably my first um, taxi ride, actually. Is it? Yeah. So we, we went to the stadium in the taxis. I think they had shut the roads off up to a certain point and you had to commute mm. like that. Um, I was especially excited to see those fan parks because there yeah. were plenty of people a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. who couldn't get into the stadium. Uh, fortunately, I watched the Spain versus Switzerland game. It was Spain's opening game, mm. which they lost on their way to winning the World Cup. Yeah. So that was a nice experience yeah. for me. <laughs> well, gents, we have a lot uh, to discuss in this podcast. We're going to be talking contenders to win the tournament, uh, dark horses, uh, who's going to pick up the individual awards, and we're also going to touch on some players to watch. Let's start off with the uh, contenders and and maybe we should just kick off with the favorites brazil who are priced up at four to one to win the tournament josh is this are brazil um rightly uh deservedly uh, labeled as the favorites for the tournament are they the most complete squad going into qatar 2022 I think there's, well, for Brazil, they always should be among the top three, in my opinion. We, they've won the most trophies. Uh, for them, we know, uh, even from the 2014 World Cup, a lot of stories coming out of there. And for Brazilian uh, players, they know that if they don't win a World Cup, doesn't matter if they won the Champions League, they've won the biggest cups other than the World Cup. Their fans don't uh, give them the praise that they maybe should get in the world view. But for the Brazilians, we know that if you don't have the World Cup under your belt, then they don't rate it's you. It's important. It's very important. So is um, this, this for Neymar, yes, to win it? Uh, yes, I, I think definitely. We saw back in 2014, uh, I think it was against, was it Ecuador or Colombia? I think Colombia. Colombia yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he ended up going out in the quarters with a, he broke one of his vertebrae in his back. That was, that was like a telling uh, a moment for them. And at the same time, in the same match, they lost Thiago Silva for the, uh, the semis, um, against Germany and we, that was extremely yeah. disappointing. That I was mean, a forgettable for most of those yeah. guys. Forgettable in the sense that you wouldn't want it on your record. Yeah. But they remember it clearly. Yeah. They came out in the um, the following World Cup in Russia, and they they looked a menace. And Tibet Kotswak just stopped them 
in their tracks. I think he's maybe made 11 saves or 12 saves with shots on goal, let alone the blocks from the defenders and the like. Yeah. Um, and they crashed out again. Uh, but this one, I think if we, we're looking at a, a squad that's finally come of age, uh, uh, yes, there's always youngsters in the squad, but um, a next generation that's finally come of age, this is their time to shine. I think Brazil rightfully are the favourites heading into this one. Yes, you agree with that, Brazil? Favourites to win the tournament? Yeah, I do think that they are the favourites. Um, for me, it would have to be, um, you know, the key player, Neymar. Yeah. Um, to be a great, you have to win. You know, you can, uh, no matter how many goals you score, assists, creativity, chances, you, at the end of the game, you literally just have to be on the winning side. And um, I think that's what he'll be remembered for. I think that's probably why PSG bought him for the Champions League. You know, I think he was in that final, yeah. which they lost to Bayern. Um, um, and it's, you know, that's, yeah, it's going to be his, I don't want to say his curse, but they really, um, he needs to get a, a major trophy. And uh, I'm sure he'll be fancying his chances over here. The attack is looking very good. Um, and it's just about if they can gel together for the duration of the tournament. Perhaps with the likes of, uh, you know, Anthony, there's Richarlison, there's Neymar and uh, Vinicius as well. Uh, there's, there's a couple of attacking. Uh, arguably, Brazil have the best attack going into uh, the World Cup, but what about their defense, Josh? Obviously, I'm sure you, as an Arsenal fan, you 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 probably are a bit gutted for Gabriel, who's performed uh, so well um, uh, at the back for Arsenal uh, this season, and he's obviously missed out on selection. Um, yes, Firmino missing out is is kind of a big deal uh, for, uh, because he's a big name player, but Gabriel missing out. How's that defense looking for you? I think for he, for Gabriel's sake. Um that's it's fine for him. He, it, yes, I'm sure he is gutted, but he's extremely young. I think he's 23 or 24. He'll play in the next one. Um, he, if he maintains the level that he's at uh, with at, at Arsenal, he'll, he'll most definitely play in the next one. We've seen some aging defenders in Brazil. Um, last time out was Thiago Silva and David Luiz. David Luiz is out. Thiago Silva. This is definitely his last one. He'll slot in after that. Um, so and and you can't not put Thiago Silva in. Uh, he's proved himself. Brazil over the years yeah. and this is his final one to shine again uh, he for me if I was the manager I probably would have also put in Thiago Silva over Gabriel um, but I think the the, the centre-back pairings at Brazil at the moment are decent uh, what about Danny Alves coming in so again a similar situation whereby it's a guy who has won everything uh, has the most trophies for any professional player in the world bar the World Cup this is his final chance you can't not slot him in. It's it, you have to respect what he's done and put him into the team. That's just how I feel. Um, but they do have youngsters there, more so in the attack. That that um, two of the youngest players in the tournament in Gabriel Martinelli and Rodrigo. Uh, those guys going forward. But defensively, I think Brazil they um, they aren't the strongest defensively. It's shown in the past that they can uh, let a couple goals slide. Um, but starting from the back, Allison. Even though Liverpool might not be playing well, um, they could be much worse off if it wasn't for him. And going into this World Cup, he is going to be key. One-on-one -on -one saves is essential when it comes to Brazil. They often get caught out on the counter. More often than not, that's what happened with them against Belgium. Uh, that's how come they went out in the 2018. So I believe that Alisson will be key. Uh, the wingbacks, they aren't the best wingbacks. Brazil have had better in the past. 
but I, I believe the guy from Juventus Bremer um, I think it's Martin Bremer Martin Bremer yes that him and then Alex Telles has, has been performing uh, in the 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 qualifiers leading into this this yeah this cup um so the defense they are but shaky they can get caught on the counter but they I have enough just, quality they have enough quality yeah. going forward sorry I think I made an error I think you were looking for Alexandro he's the wing back also from Juventus but yeah. Martin Bremer he's a center back yes. for them um so Desh, I want to move on to the second favorite of the tournament you know we were talking about uh Neymar how Neymar has to win uh the World Cup for in order to put himself uh, as a I don't know Hall of Famer can we say mm. what about Argentina uh they have a they have a great squad and and we talk about players wanting to prove something in their final World Cup, surely Lionel Messi right up there. And um, also, uh, while Brazil are obviously the favourites, and I think we all agree that they are justified in their favourites tag, Argentina uh, managed to avoid defeat to, uh, against Brazil in the qualifiers leading up to the tournament. In fact, they've managed uh, to avoid defeat for a lot more than that. I think yeah. from... The Copa Libertadores, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, they um, th- it's some. I think it's two years. Yeah, they've it's, been on a, a yeah. Impressive. On a, yeah. It's street, like yeah. for two years now. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to continue in the World Cup yeah. just because that's football and this is competition at its finest. Um, you know, they they reached the final. Um, was it 2014? Eh? Yes. 2014 yeah. World Cup Germany. final. As close as you can come for, for that man, and um, yeah, it's 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 another one that's just gonna haunt him. You know, national team success obviously is um, you can say is top uh, the other the other one, yeah. <laughs> um, Cristiano Ronaldo. There, of course, um, winning silverware with Portugal, the big differentiator between the two, other yeah. than their their domestic um, the club affiliations. But when it comes to country. Um, yeah, I think he really um, needs needs this one. Yeah, he's come close, you know, in the 2018 uh, World Cup, obviously a losing... Mm-hmm. Uh, lo- lo- 2014, sorry. Yeah. Yes. A Germany. losing finalist uh, to Germany. And, he, you know, he... I remember that game. He 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 played well. I mean, he wasn't at his best, but he created a lot of opportunities. We re- remember Gonzalo Higuain missing a couple of chances. So it could have been a, a you know a different outcome for him on that day. Yeah, mm. I think Lionel Messi. Um, he's proved himself on the world stage. Unfortunately, in the 2014 one, he ended up getting um, the. Um, the Golden Ball Award yes, that he's like, yeah, that, that tournament. Yeah. So he's able to prove himself, and I don't think anybody doubts his ability. It's just about getting across the line, and you need a team around you to get across the line. I think Argentina do have that kind of team this this yeah. campaign. Um, they have a strong defense, uh, uh, and I think that's what will get yeah. them across the line. I think a good couple clean sheets leading into this World Cup with the qualifiers, as well as with that um, the South American Conmebol, they ended up winning that. And going even toe to toe with Italy in that new tournament, the Finalisma, yeah. Um, yeah. I think winning three 0 yeah. yeah, I think they've got a, a good squad of players. Uh, the South Americans, are, in my opinion, are the favourites heading into this tournament. It would be interesting to see them in a final. I'm, I'm not too sure what the bracket looks like if they if that is a possibility. Um, whether they meet in the semis or the final, I think that that's a final before the final when uh, Brazil and Argentina meet. Um, that's that will be an interesting tie. But they. I think their first game, 
Saudi Arabia to warm up game in my opinion. Not that you don't put out your best team, not that you don't yeah. put out your best uh, don't put your best foot forward. It's I think nice that'll make the make a statement. Make a statement in the yeah. opening round. Well, Josh, I'm going to stay with you. Um we're going to talk France next. They are the defending champions. Uh, they do have a star-studded squad. I think had Paul Pogba and Golo Kante been the side, then perhaps some of us would be saying that France have the best squad on paper going into the tournament. But with, without their key midfield duo, how do you rate their chances? France are always a threat. Um, they've got the history. They've won it before. Um, and they've always had quality players. Uh, and it's just a thing of losing out that midfield. Um, it's it's tough for them. Uh, their centre-backs, uh, I know Varane did go with the squad, even yeah. though he is injured. Maybe he'll be able to feature later in the tournament, but they do have uh, centre-backs to replace them that are uh, along the same lines of quality. Um, but when it comes to that midfield pairing, it's it's a big mistake. Yes, I know Mbappe stole the headlines in 2018, but um, that midfield pairing, they were the, the engine room. They did all the hard work, in my opinion. Uh, they do have Eduardo Camavinga, who was a Champions League winner at the age of, what's it, 19, I believe. And then he has been playing alongside Tukumeni. Um, so they do have an understanding but they don't. The, the World Cup is another. Uh, it's another stage. It's a different stage. Yeah. Um, there's so much more pressure playing for your country uh, than playing for a club. Um, and on, it's it's the biggest tournament in the world, let alone just football. Um, so it's it's going to be tough for them. They now have Karim Benzema, Ballon d'Or winner up front, who can put in goals. Um, and behind him is Giroud, who is, has proved himself. Uh, for France, has scored so many goals for them. Um, coming up on Thierry Henry's record in, in scoring uh, goals for, for France. Coming off a fantastic season with AC, with AC Milan. Milan as well. Yeah. Um, so they have quality around the pitch, but that engine room is so crucial, it's so key, yeah. um, that it just takes a little bit away from them that you, you find yourself looking at other teams to take this one. Um, Desh, what do you make of the likes of uh, Kamavinga and Chiumeni? I think there's a lot of new faces in that team. And I'm not sure if they're going to gel yeah. as uh, as well as people think or rather expect. Um, for me, I think a certainty is Giroud breaking that record. I think uh, I think he'll have a good tournament if he gets the minutes. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be favoured. I mean, yeah. I'm sure uh, Griezmann and Benzema will be favoured to him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in the group, they've got um, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. I'll can see, I, yeah, yeah, I think uh, he'll definitely get a 90 somewhere in there, or at least a 60 minutes. And for me, I'm, uh, I'll be backing him to break that record. Um, other than that, the I'm anticipating problems in Emmett Field. Eh? I'm not mm. sure if they're going to be as convincing as in the past. Kante has really, um, you know, he hasn't played much. Yeah. Um, and... He has been such an integral part of that team. Yeah. You know, you've also got a new man in William Saliba. Yeah. Is mm. he going to play? Is he there as a squad player? Yeah. Um, yet to be decided. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, they're not my favorites, shall I say. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to, we're just going to talk about two more contenders before we move on. Um, I want to, I know, Josh, you've, you've backed England to win uh, the tournament. I want you to tell us why and then we'll move on to 
Dash uh, UPAC Netherlands to win the tournament. So I just want to, you, you, both of you guys can just take uh, the listeners through as to why you've gone with such a bold prediction because it, England are priced up at 8-1. to one. Josh says it's coming home. Uh, Netherlands are 14-1. to one. So Josh, let's start off with England. England have slowly but surely proven themselves. That is, that is the, the substance for why I feel like they can take this World Cup. Um, we can go back a little bit. It's 2020, the Euros. They make it all the way to the final and only concede one goal before heading into the final. That's from a set piece. Uh, Mikhail Damsgaard scores, I think, in a 30-something minute to, to score a brilliant goal, by the way. Um, but they come back. They show some grit. Uh, they show some determination, knowing that they can still get into the game and end up winning uh, 2-1. Um, go to a final... It's against Italy, the Ravers Italy. People are naming Ballon d'Ors from the Italy squad. Um, they've come in with a record unbeaten in, I think it was 40-something games, I believe. Um, and they end up missing out on a penalty, one penalty. Um, and, and if we go back before that, it's 2018. They're in Russia. It's a World Cup. They come all the way to a semi-final and... That was a previous slip-up. They proved themselves a similar squad to add, to add uh, whereby there's enough, all those young players, the, the mixtures there uh, from young players to older players to players kind of hitting their stride and in their prime. It's a similar squad still. Yes, there's maybe they've brought in a James Madison, but why wouldn't you bring in a James Madison? Yeah. The man is scoring for Leicester. He's carried them through in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah. Um, you bring in youngsters like Jude Bellingham, who I believe is, a, is one of the top three generational players, talent. generational talent yeah. coming into, uh, into a World Cup where he, he is so mature. He's such a mature player yeah. for his age. Um, I, I remember listening to an a, um, a interview with Wayne Rooney asking uh, when he played against him, I think it was when he was still playing for Birmingham or something of the sort. Um, and Wayne Rooney said, this player, one thing he likes about him is every time uh, you get into contact with him, you feel a boot was left on you. And for a young player to play against older players like that, you know that he's ready for a bigger yeah. stage for, for, to, to etch his name. That is, that is um, and that's the midfield. Alongside him is Declan Rice, who's proved himself time and time again in the last two major tournaments. Uh, so he, he's, he's a player who's going to allow Bellingham to go forward a lot more often. And for me, an engine room is key. And they've got that. They've got that in, in Also brings a nice balance. Definitely. Um, we know that... Gareth Southgate is a very defensive coach. Yeah. Um, he doesn't allow his players to express themselves as much as most uh, managers might. Um, but he finds a good balance with that, uh, whereby the, he's got three attacking players. Uh, one, only Harry Kane, who won the Golden Boot in 2018. I believe he can possibly do it again this season. But England have showed that there is a steady progression with similar players, young players who are now uh, experienced on a big stage. I think they can, they've still got a lot to learn and going forward, they could even do even greater things in 2026, but I think that they can actually shock everybody this, this World Cup. Well, uh, Josh cert certainly makes a case for uh, England and I think if you are uh, a fan of the English, um, at 8 to 10, they are well worth the punt. Uh, Dish, tell us why Netherlands have your money. Um, you know, I want to say that uh, it's... It's the unpredictability of the Dutch. You know, yeah. they have really shocked. The best shocked. team never to win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
you know again like i just i like what i see yeah. when um when i look at them if i had to start from the top um depay you know he has been their poster boy for a while yeah and um <coughs> you know he has had some some big big names on his uh, cv look at your united barcelona's yeah and uh, i believe and he's so, playing for a move away as well in january mm, yeah so this is his time time to shine um if uh, alongside him i'm expecting steven bergheis um bergwein yeah mm. to to play a former tottenham man yeah. on fire at ajax um mm. at the moment um so he's he's also another one that has proven that he has what it takes to unnerve defenders he's obviously the more energetic of the two and i think he will continue the attack um whereas the pile will probably look to finish yeah. those uh those off you know apply the finishing touch behind them explosive dumfries yeah <laughs> on the on the flank on the on the yeah. on the wide yeah i can definitely see like a three yeah. three attack you know dumfries shifting yeah. like really high up to to maybe like a false winger almost yeah. um he's got some really good numbers for inter um and i can i can see i see him taking two or three goals um for himself um the cam will probably be cody gapo his numbers are yeah. insane in the eredivisie yeah. um he's he's Highly taken taken 51 shots 51 the only player to have taken more than 50 in that league 51 sure. returning nine goals he um he is the the top scorer in the dutch league the dutch top flight currently further than that he's created 60 chances that's level of dusan tadic this is one one man we're talking about yeah. absolutely destroying bagged 12 assists in his in his time and um i'm very excited to see what he can do i do think that um frankie de jong will will um will help him be the player that he is you know de jong is he's yeah. really like a an adaptive player to what the team needs and um i can see him trying to um give gakpo as much space and time that he needs to really impose himself on the team um i'm not sure who his sent as a center mid pairing would be um there's a lot of players that can also slot in depending on their yeah. opposition Um yeah well, look you certainly are making a case I mean 14 to 1 that that's that's sky high odds and you know you're naming some quality players mm. in there so you know it, it 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 definitely goes to show the amount of quality at yeah. the tournament I think the uh, Netherlands for me in 2010 I yeah. was back in the, the Netherlands um yeah. I went to watch them play against Japan and they have a fan base that come out in numbers yeah, and yeah. you can see it it's just a big they're known as the orange army yeah. and they painted from head to toe in orange yeah. they've got i, uh, I think uh, i remember that in they, they've 2010. got um yeah. there was this one guy that came in with a full orange suit with medals along his uh, um mm. his suits and their fan base is loud as ever they their fan base is strong um they've always had good quality players Uh, I remember Wesley Schneider was the star man in 2010 for yeah. me. Uh, he ran that midfield and there's even youngsters coming up now like you mentioned in Cody Gakpo uh, alongside Javi Simmons who's uncapped but that that guy is brilliant. Yeah. Um he's able to maneuver himself into positions that most midfielders can't get into. I think if he can come in and perform uh he's possibly one of the players that can win the young player of the tournament award. 
No, in, interesting. And I think uh, both of you did well in your, uh, you know, defense and, and voices for Netherlands and England. And I think, um, I think they'll go quite far in the tournament. And for the listeners, or well, for myself included, we'd like to hear who, who you are tooting for. Yeah, for the and in fact, that's what we want to do right now. We want to go to our listeners and we want to give you an opportunity to comment. Just tell us who you think um, will win the tournament at Qatar. And if your comment impresses our panel of judges, we will credit your accounts with a 500 rand betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bet. So all you have to do is let us know who is going to win the tournament and why. Um, and now we move on to the dark horses. Very quickly on this one, uh, let me just call out some odds, uh, some team and uh, team and their odds. Denmark are 28 to 1, Uruguay 40 to 1, Croatia 50 to 1, uh, Senegal are 125 to 1, and obviously Lewandowski's Poland, I'm, I've included them as well, they are 150 to 1. Who can we make a case for from that, those list of teams? as a potential dark horse to go far in this tournament? Um, I really think Croatia aren't as dark as people make them out to be. They've had some really strong numbers of recent. I don't think they're going to do particularly well this season. Yeah. Or, I mean, this in this but, but 50 tournament. To one, yeah, I think... Um, might be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> possibly. I mean, they did come closest yeah. to lifting the trophy last time out. Um, and they have had some really solid players leave their team yeah. um, it's not it's not uh, it's not uh, yeah, yeah you know they had I think even Subasic was a very under underrated yeah. player for them yeah. you know the goalkeeper he had by the time that they had reached the final yeah. they had played almost a whole uh, 90 minutes over France sure that's incredible yeah after after the group stages they had um, two uh, two games that went to extra time yeah two penalty shootouts yeah. The mental pressure that team would have been yeah. been on was insane. Um, for me, it's it's uh, well done to them to actually reach the final. Of course, Luka Modric being the star yeah. for them, winning I think the Golden Ball. Yeah, um, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, captain fantastic over there, and he's been chosen again to to lead the line for them this season. I mean, this uh, this term with a, a yeah. really new look uh, side. Well, look, for me, I, I'm liking Senegal. I think, um, you know, for an African team, they are probably Africa's biggest hope. I think it's a huge boost uh, to have Sadio Mane included in the squad. Yes, we know that he's not 100% fit and um, he would rely on his teammates to perhaps get them to through the round of 16. Perhaps for him to, to feature, I don't think he's match ready, but I do think they have a quality team. You've got players like, you know, uh, Chelsea's, duo of um, Koulibaly, Edward Mendy, um, you've got um, Adrisa Guy who's back at Everton now and you know Sadio Mane, they've got such a such a quality team and I think also the condition, the, you know, the, the use as an African team used to playing in that heat, uh, European teams not so much, so I think all of that could play uh, at an advantage to them and you know I would like to see them go far. So I would include um, Senegal as a, as, as a possible for Africa. Perhaps even semi-finals, it really wouldn't shock me, but all depends on uh, Sadio Mane. That's, that's the key for me. Sadio Mane, the runner-up uh, golden boy, uh, golden uh, um, runner-up best player for Ballon d'Or. I think he is crucial to this, to his country's chances. Um, yeah, for me, um, I'd have to go with Denmark. 
Denmark, I think okay. there's for this World Cup. There's so many great stories leading into this World Cup. So many players that uh, won't feature in the next one, uh, like your Cristiano's, your Lionel Messi, Neymar saying he's going to retire after the World Cup. Um, Karim Benzema, Lewandowski. The, the list goes on. Um, and another one in that list is Christian Eriksen. We backtrack a bit to 2020. Yeah. Almost tragedy. I mean, yeah. the whole football world comes to a standstill. Yeah. Um, we almost lose a player on the field. Yeah. And fast track. Uh, the turnaround uh, uh, that the he's turn- made. Let's, let's, let's alone Christian Eriksen. We see Denmark go on and put in a great performance. Yeah. Make it all the way to a semi-final um, and lose by a penal, via a yeah. hurricane penalty uh, in additional extra time. And uh, ca- carry that form, sorry, carry that, and they carry that form into their qualifiers to yeah. qualify for Qatar. They've, they've got great quality in players. Um, they've proven that they've gelled so, so well together as a team. Uh, yes, it might have been a, a difficult period, but that kind of thing also brings a team together. They want to fight for each other more. Um, and then the redemption story for Christian Eriksen, getting a chance at Brentford uh, Football Club, then taking a step up. Manchester United giving him a chance, proving himself again. It's the World Cup. That that team is for me has a great mentality alongside quality from all of the teams that we would consider dark horses. And I think that them going into this World Cup, they could they could cause some upsets, yeah, possibly well, I, making a semi final yet again. Well, I think so. I think Den, Denmark are certainly a, a dangerous team. Uh, they are fearless. That's what I love about them. And they have quality players. I mean, Damsgaard, Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. if you, the, the listeners out there that do take a bet, I think they could even top the group against France, who are lacking in a bit of quality in the midfield. Wow, that would be bold. But also not unthinkable yeah. with the quality Denmark possess. Um Let's let's just breeze through these. So it's, there is a, obvious a, a play of the tournament award uh, known as the Golden Ball. We do have a top goal scorer award for the Golden Boot, um, and also the Golden Glove, which goes to the goalkeeper of the tournament. I think it's judged on on clean sheets, on the most clean sheets. Let's start with the play of the tournament. I'm going to call out some names with with some odds. And uh, Lionel Messi is nine to one. He's the favourite. Kylian Mbappe ten to one. Karim Benzema twelve to one to win play of the tournament. Neymar's also twelve to one. While Kevin De De Bruyne is 14 to 1. Harry Kane is 16 to 1. Uh, for those of you who are following Josh's prediction of England. Uh, and Cristiano Ronaldo, lots of talk about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. He is priced up at 25 to 1. I don't think we've ever seen odds that high on Cristiano Ronaldo to win a play of the tournament. Yeah, I think he's got a lot, a lot going on at the moment. Um, yeah. But the, the professionalism at Portugal. Uh, should shine um, yeah. and the quality will definitely shine. He's going to start, in my opinion. I, yeah. I don't It'll see be why. Cr- it will be crazy if he doesn't. If he doesn't. Um, and I think that Portugal, for me, a lot of p- people, including myself, we know what this could do for f- football. Portugal versus Argentina in a final. It's a dream final. It's a dream it's final. Me- it's Messi versus Ronaldo. One of them has to t- get their hands on the World Cup. Yeah, and one of them will also end that debate, probably. More than likely. Um, so, when it comes to Ronaldo being priced up so heavily, I think it's a little bit disrespectful. Yeah. Um, he scored. Well, he's he was, been disrespected for, for the <laughs> for last couple of weeks time. now. Um, yeah. I think uh, the pricing is a little bit disrespectful. I think that he can still shine. Uh, a lot of the players are still playing for him. They've come out in the recent press conferences uh, saying that they looked up to Ronaldo as 
children and they are amazed that they get to play with him. They're yeah. going to fight. They know what it's, what, what's on the line for him. And similarly, when it comes to those other names that you mentioned, like your name or like your Messi, yeah. um, the, the players around them know what it means for specific players. They've looked up to them their whole lives. Uh, I think that Ronaldo's, that pricing is a little bit off there for me. Okay, so let me ask you, Josh, who's winning play of the tournament? Um, I'm going... I have to go with Neymar here. Neymar, I 12 to 1. 12 to 1, that's my, my backing. I think I've mentioned a lot about him already, and that's my pick. Okay. Desh, who's winning player of the tournament? For me, it's Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, I 14 think, to 1. I think he's the one for me. Belgium are looking very solid. Yeah. I'm not really sure what's happening with the attack. Is it Lukaku? Is it Michi Batshuayi? We'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got Carrasco. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but the he's, as well. he's the Strasse as well. Yeah. And he's also been outperforming himself, by yeah, the way. Probably the best pick of the of the lot. Of the lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. You might be alone on that one. But uh, <laughs> I think De Bruyne is, is a really quality player. And this is his, uh, I think this is going to be his tournament. Eh? Might not be Belgium's. Yeah. But I think it's going to be his his tournament. Oh, interesting. I'm just going to try to be difficult. And out of respect, I'm going to say Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> 25, CR7, to 25 to 1. Uh, now let's go to the top scorer, Golden Boots. Harry Kane is the favorite, surprisingly. He's priced up at 7 to 1. Kylian Mbappe is 9 to 1. Karim Benzema, 12 to 1. Messi, 12 to 1. Neymar, 12 to 1. And Ronaldo, 16 to 1. Josh, who's winning uh, the Golden Boots? I wouldn't say surprisingly. 2018 Golden Boot winner. Yeah. Harry Kane, um, and they made it to the semis. Uh, he's on penalties. We know that. Uh, yeah. He's so close to breaking records for England. Yeah. Uh, he takes everything. I think take- even throw-ins for England. <laughs> I, think Harry, I think Harry Kane uh, definitely gets the tip here for Golden wow. Boots winner. Okay, well, it matches your outright prediction. Dash? I think I'm going to go with uh, Kevin De Bruyne again. I know he's not on that list. Yeah, but, well, there um, is pricing available for him. I think... I think you see, I've really, I've looked at the numbers. De Bruyne is really outperforming himself. He is a assist maker though, but you say he this is, time I he'll think he's going to be, I, I mean, think he's going to be a beautiful goal yeah. to knock out England, yeah. uh, uh, um, sorry, Brazil yeah. uh, on the counter attack in 2014. Yeah. I mean, he could do it again. Yeah. I think, I think he's going to be the one, you know, he's probably going to be on penalties as well, probably on free kick duty. Yeah. There's so many other routes to goal that I think he's going to be on. Yeah. And, um, Belgium are pretty good at set pieces as well. Their group has Canada and Morocco. I can't see either of those countries keeping a clean sheet against them. Yeah. It's going to be goals there. No, and no. once he gets in a swing of things, I'm sure he'll be there, there man. Look, I'm sure he'll, there'll be good odds on him to, to deliver and get the top goal scorer award. Um, the goalkeeper of the tournament, um, we, we have Allison who's the favourite, 9-2. to two. Thibaut Courtois, 5-1. to one. Manuel Neuer, 6-1. to one. Unai Simone, 6-1. to one. And uh, Hugo Lloris, 13 to 2. There was a lot of talk about Hugo Lloris. Um, many f- thought that he, he might not even be France's number one shot stopper going into Qatar, especially with um, the seasons that, um, oh, what is the guy's name from AC Milan, the goalkeeper? Steve Magnin, if I'm no, saying his yes, name right. Steve, and, and now he, uh, he Magnin has not even been selected, surprisingly. Mm. We don't mm. know if it's through injury or what it is. So, Hugo Lloris has an opportunity. Uh, all depends on France, I suppose. Yeah, I think he is going to be um, the number one keeper for them. But uh, again, yeah. I'm not really expecting big things from France. I yeah. know they are coming in as favourites. If I look at Spain, Unai Simon, I can't really see them keeping many clean sheets as well. Um, Manuel Neuer, Germany, again, he's, he's a good, he's a good, 
goalkeeper, you know, no no um disrespect to him, but I also don't know if Germany are gonna yeah. are gonna keep it together. For me, Thibaut Courtois again, Belgium very, very um I can see big things coming from them. And he gets my uh pick for the golden uh for the golden glove. I'm not sure if Allison is gonna play over Edison, eh? I don't know. I think Allison does play over Edison. Yeah. Um I think that for me shot stopping wise I think Allison is better than Edison. Um and he can play out from the back. We've seen him yeah. do it with Liverpool on a good couple of occasions. I like your shout for Gutsua. Yeah. He makes excellent I'll, I'll saves. I'll give you the best goalkeeper in the world right now. Definitely. Um and the way that Belgium sets up too as well. They are counter attacking uh and they they obviously utilize Kutsua to to get to get the ball forward uh, in heaps towards Lukaku where he starts we left to see. But I'm going to stick with my guns here. Jordan Pickford is the number one at England. I know you don't have him on your list there. I'm not too yeah. sure what the odds are. No, for, for a reason we didn't have him. But <laughs> Jordan Pickford has proved himself in England yes. colours as well as for Everton of reasons. His sh- shot stopping is good. Uh, the only thing that somehow proves shaky every now and again is with the set piece. But I feel that uh, we've seen how England sets up like I've mentioned already, Carrot Southgate, it is defensive. Conceding goals is not their forte. They went all the way to the semifinals of the Euros without conceding a goal. So we can expect that again from them. They don't have a tough group. It's Iran. It's, excuse me, USA and Wales. Yeah. So they arguably they have the easiest group. With all res- due respect to the other nations that are there, arguably England have the easiest group first and foremost. I expect yeah. them to come out of that without even conceding the goal. The only danger for them will have to be Gareth Bale uh, and Wales. So that's three clean sheets in the bag for Jordan Pickford, in my opinion, already. Uh, and as they go on forward, most pundits and fans and everybody have been doing their charts to see who's got the easiest route, who's got the toughest route. And England, yet again, show up with the easiest route towards the final. Um, Jordan Pickford gets the golden glove, in my opinion. Wow. Okay, well, if that happens, Josh, I feel like I should give you my money. <laughs> um, you heard it, heard it here first on the Hit the Target podcast. Uh, Josh, um, can you, uh, SBN are running a competition uh, in this week's uh, World Cup edition. Can you just tell our listeners about it? So every match day, oh, sorry, excuse me, every match week, we will be selecting a fixture where the listeners, our viewership, so can predict a score. Yeah. Uh, if you get the score right, we are giving away a 500 and betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bets. Um, this week, if you follow our social media on uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, look out for the competition. It will be the opening fixture, which Qatar is Qatar versus, versus Ecuador. Ecuador. Uh, comment, let us know who you think will win and by how many goals. And if you get it correct, you stand a chance to win a 500 and rating voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bets. Great. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, gents. And before we do, just quickly, just one name. Uh, try ignore the obvious big names. I just need a player to watch. Josh, a player to watch, Dash. Just a player to watch. Let's Cody Gakpo. Definitely Cody Gakpo. I think he's he's going to be... The world will want him right after this. Josh, here. It's There's so many players here that I can... But just one. Some names I just need off. one. Um, <laughs> I think the player to watch, definitely... Uh, I'm going with youngsters. When he starts, if he starts, which is more than likely, um, young player in League One last season, um, he was the player in 2019-20 for his loan club 
at the moment he's top of the log in the English Premier League with his club Arsenal. William Saliba has shown so much composure in such big moments, uh, even stopping. There's a video that I love to see every now and again, stopping Kylian Mbappe, his teammate, uh, in a game with Olympic Marseille versus PSG, catching up to Kylian Mbappe with pace from a, a big centre half. It's it's something that uh, it's it's hard to deny. Um, I think that this guy, if you watch him in the World Cup, you will see the composure from a 21-year-old that is nothing like I've personally ever seen before. William Saliba is the one to watch for me. Uh, my player to watch will be Trossard. I think he's had a great uh, great season. He's have, currently enjoying with uh, Brighton. I think he'll carry that going into Qatar for his nation. Well, that's a wrap, gents. Thank you for... Uh, joining me on the studio to discuss the World Cup. I think we've covered quite a bit. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, we just want to um, uh, wish you well with your betting and we hope that you enjoy the World Cup. Um, also, just a reminder that you about the competition, our score predictor competition, as well as, um, you know, uh, of where we are giving away a 200 Rand betting voucher. If you can tell us who you think will win uh, the World Cup and why. Uh, thanks, guys. That's it from us. All right. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. It's coming home.